I, I thought about this because you are always telling me like, oh yeah, dude, like the Killers came out with a new album <laughs> or something like that, or a new song. And the way, the analogy I thought of in the car was, it's like those paranormal activity movies where everybody was like, oh, the first one is crazy. <laughs> and then by five or six, nobody gives like, a crap oh, here's another at one. all. Exactly, but it's just like, and then you're the loyal fan who's like, yeah, well, it's kind of just like tradition for me to like watch it during yeah. Halloween. Might as well like put it on, even if I'm on the phone for half of it. But you always still listen to the killers. You never know what gems, what diamonds are in the rough. Even my dad always likes to say, even a blind pig finds a pearl once in a while. I think that's what he says. Oh, well, I'm glad your dad can make his debut on our podcast. Welcome. All right, welcome back, friends, listeners, family amongst you if you are uh, it's it's a uh, wayframe and we're back after a little while i'm luke i'm isaac and wayframe is a podcast where me and luke talk about mu- movies and music uh this time we'll, we'll be talking about the resistance by muse which is an album that came out like in 2008 yeah yeah about then mm-hmm. yeah 2007 2008 um, yeah. Before you go any further, please pause this podcast if you want or do it while we're talking right now. But please go to our Instagram. Um, it's at WaveFramePod. Give us a follow. Um, and we'd really appreciate uh, your feedback if you choose to give a review um, or uh, any sort of feedback for us. We always love that on totally. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And we're on Spotify. And I love listening to podcasts on Spotify. So. I don't know why I had to add that. <laughs> I'm distracted. There's a really fat squirrel outside. <laughs> it's a chunky squirrel. It's a chunker. Yeah, we're coming to you live from my room, which is in the house that Isaac used to live. We actually recorded one other episode here back in the day. It was our one of our first episodes um, of Knives Out and um, Everyday Coldplay. Life by Coldplay. Yeah, that was, I think that might have been our first official episode. So that was a good one. Back to the hallowed halls of yeah. the the birthing of our creativity. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let's talk about Muse first before we talk about the album. I was thinking about them. I don't really meet any Muse fans. It's, like, where who are their fans? I feel like, like they're not out there as common. Yeah. Well, I, so I remember when the song "Madness" came out in yeah it was that was in 2012. Yeah, I think. yeah the Olympics or whatever. Uh, no, that that was the, it was the same album as that about oh, the same time. But okay. "Madness" was their first single, and. Um, then everybody, I remember people coming to me and being like, hey, like, have you heard that song Madness? Like, <laughs> who's this new group? Like, These guys are like 40 years old. Like, they've been around since the 90s. Um, yeah. But yes, they're they're based out of England is where they started. Um, they started as the Rockethead Baby Dolls was their original That's name. That's their name. That was their, their first name in a battle of the bands. Um, yeah, uh, so then their first album came out right uh, right before the 2000s hit. Uh, showbiz? Um, yeah, Showbiz was their first album. Now they're on album, uh, I want to say seven or eight, depending on if you include like yeah. the B-side albums and such. They're pretty prolific. Yep. 
their their regard as the number one band to see live in the world. They've held that spot for a while. Um, Matt Bellamy, the lead, holds the record for most guitars smashed on tour, <laughs> um, and you can witness a bit of that. They have three live DVD, or four live performance DVDs yeah. that, are, that are available. The newest one just came out on Amazon Prime. So if you want to oh, give those a listen, go, yeah. very very fun to see some incredible musicians at the top of their crafts. Um, Matt Bellamy, the lead again, is he's regarded as one of the best guitarists in the world. He's a classically trained pianist. Yeah. If you listen to the song Butterflies and Hurricanes, you see some of that. And on top of that, his vocals are just astronomical. Um, yeah, yeah, out of this world. I, I kind of have a feeling sometimes that like, if I saw them live, it'd be like a painter painting with like uh, a fire hose of paint. You know, like, like, <laughs> it would be a lot. It's just, and, and I respect that about them. It, I'm happy they just go, they go for it. Mm-hmm. And fully. Mm-hmm. And you can hear that sometimes in their music. Where like he'll just be belting out like three different octaves. Oh, know, absolutely! In, in one song, that little song soar on falsetto, and you're like, yeah. "Wow, that's uh-huh. insane!" Uh huh. That's insane. And so I, I kind of think like there should be more fans, and yet I, they're not like as art house mm-hmm. as Radiohead. Yeah, they went in a different direction, mm-hmm. and and not in a direction that I think is bad. Just a little bit more mainstream, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You bring up Radiohead. We've talked about this, but oh, a lot yeah. of people have compared Radiohead and Muse over the years. Yeah. Um, and originally, Muse Kim was hitting their stride just a little bit after Radiohead. Yeah, and especially if you listen to early Radiohead albums like The Bends or Pablo Honey, mm-hmm. um, and you listen to Showbiz by Muse, you yeah. do hear a lot of similarities. And a lot of Radiohead fans would be like. Muse just stole Radiohead sound, boo. Yeah. Um, but they have totally gone. Yeah, you said not quite as art house as Radiohead. Definitely uh-huh. a bit, a bit more Radiohead route with that, as opposed to Muse went for these explosive conspiracy theories, which yeah. are definitely part of Resistance. They have both that rock based sound and a little bit of that um, experimental and also classical influence that you see. Different albums take different forms, but it all does have a very cohesive Muse sound, which I think is really hard to do for a band, is to branch out, keep things fresh, but also stay true to who you are. Yeah. And along with their, like, I don't even know how to, like, balls to the wall style. It's balls to the wall. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... It's balls through the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Style, they are not subtle with their message, Mm -hmm. and so... Uh, I can see why some people would be like, yeah, that's just a little too abrasive for me. But I really like how much they just... Like, for example, their their album called Drones is very much a critique on just, like, how the government has been using their resources to kill civilians, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and And so my question for you would be, like... Is it always about the government? Because like, <laughs> it's usually yeah, it, about the government. I remember, so like, it, it was fun for me because uh, I'm very passionate about Muse. So this is a fun topic for me to talk about. They were yeah. like the first band I claimed as my own that wasn't like Christian radio growing up. Nice. So I have a very special connection. A good stepping Re- yeah, out. Resistance, what? which we're talking about today, was like the first album I was a fan for. So that was like a really fun time to be a part of mm-hmm. uh, awakening i love those times when, yeah, when you're so like good. in the moment in the zeitgeist you're like i'm a fan right now i'm a fan right now <laughs> this, is, this is the dawn of a yeah, new era exactly uh, like i wasn't re- i was like two years old in 1999 uh, so I'm like, <laughs> i can't be a fan then. Uh, uh it's yeah when you're talking about the government and they do have a very kind of an anti-establishment vibe and that's been you know on social media they've been hi- hyping that up in the past as political unrest yeah. happens um they have a song called 
take a bow on their album Black Holes and Revelations. <laughs> I remember being in middle school and listening to this song, and it has a line it's talking about like you'll burn in hell for your sins, talking to like the leaders of these countries who yeah. got involved in the Middle East in these wars. Yeah. And my, I remember my dad being like, "Hey, like Luke, what are you listening to?" Because he's like, "You'll burn in hell." And it's like, like, "Don't worry, Dad. It's nothing bad. It's, it's just a little anti-establishment, a little anarchist, a little, a little bit, kind pretty of. blatant, as you mentioned." Um, but. But that's something that now we can transition into the resistance. Yeah. What What were your first? What was some of your first exposure to the resistance? Do you remember what it was? Well, I I want to say that the first time I ever listened to Muse was maybe uh, a song from Absolution. Um, Time is running out. Maybe mm-hmm. I I loved that song, but the Resistance was really like the album that got me into Muse, mm-hmm. and I associated that with you a lot. Like in high school. You were a Muse fan and I was a Killers fan, <laughs> and and that's just like sometimes what people would think of us when mm-hmm. it came to music wise, which had a lot of truth. I mean, it, yeah, it was fair. It was fair. It was fair. Well, uh, the first record I have was it, the Resistance. Yeah, you, you bought me that yeah. on the vinyl before I even had a record player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that and. This album's just really, really, really good, and I have a lot of really good memories associated with it. Um, I think, I think, it's hard to think about the first time I listened to it because now I've listened to it so many times. But I, I do remember a good way for me to connect with it emotionally was around that same time, or maybe like a year or two afterward. We read nineteen eighty four for a class. And and that helped me like narratively think of this album um, in a similar way because it is so anti-establishment and and you know it's in the title like the resistance <laughs> they're rebelling against the controlling dictatorship or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um, and I think the interesting parallel between 1984 and the resistance for me is that. Both, and especially the album, just very romantic mm-hmm. in a way. Like, he is like saying all these things about how the government's horrible, but like, love is the resistance. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, well, and that's very true to 1984. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I feel like 1984, there's more harrowing mm-hmm. stuff than in this mm-hmm. album because musically, a lot of this album is makes you feel excited and like oh mm-hmm. this is awesome mm-hmm. um whereas 1984 it's mostly like well, this is horrible yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> and i uh, hate this i yeah, don't want to live exactly. here i don't want to get rats eat my face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather not read it again <laughs> but um i go back to the album a lot in 1984 you're right he, he 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 slinks off with a girl and they are fall in love in the privacy of like a forest or something and that seems to be the same sort of feeling and think I belong to you, mm-hmm. you know, the song. And and you feel that in like you said, with the um classical the classical elements of this album, for me, elevate it a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially that song where I think it is I Belong to You where the like airplane comes in and the piano uh, just, Unnatural Selection. Oh, unnatural selection. Yeah, the second to guiding yeah. light, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's so good. Yeah, it has. Oh, shoot. I forget the name of it. But un, yeah, Unnatural Selection is one of the songs. Or Sorry, it's uh, United, United States of Eurasia. Okay, yes. Slash yes, yes. Collateral Damage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it has. I now, knew it was one of those I two partners. I can't remember the name of the, the piece, but it ends with a traditional classical yeah. piece that you might recognize if uh-huh. you listen to the song, the second half. I remember you telling me that years ago. I remember we had our high school, like, 
pianist for our choir started playing it one time. I'm like, what the... <laughs> they don't seem like a muse fan. I'm like, oh, this piece is not written by muse. Okay, I understand Because, but it's easy to confuse because they have classical pieces yes. at the end of this album yes. and a big reason why we love it and especially when we first listen to it on vinyl oh, is because so it ends with the Exogenesis symphonies parts yes. one, two, and three. Oh, and yeah. they're gorgeous. I think it's at, at its peak you see that classical writing ability of yeah. the symphonic and yeah. brass in the mix of these this rock and expansive sound settings. It's really incredible to, to just sit back and let yourself be whisked away by. Well, I remember us standing there listening to it on mm-hmm. your vinyl record, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, junior year or something like yeah. that. Just listen without talking, just standing there listening to it. Like all three yeah. songs, <laughs> just, which is probably a total yeah, of like nine to 12 yeah. minutes or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was one of those powerful experiences. That it really was. Like that was it. This is, this is the power of music. This is why we love these things. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the difference between 1984 and the resistance is, is, the ending, like a huge part of what your message is going to be in any piece of storytelling is going to be the ending. Like, what do you leave your audience with? And it feels like the resistance leaves on a hopeful note and 1984 lives on, leaves on a desolate note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, that's why I think I gravitate more towards the resistance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. The 1984, which we've talked about, or, sorry, 1984, <laughs> very much has influenced the resistance. It's, yeah. It takes straight lyrics. So the song, Resistance, which is the title track for the yeah. album. Yeah, the straight, second, second song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight mention, it just straight up mentions the thought police. Yep. Um, which are an element of 1984, you know, policing mm-hmm. emotions, very Big Brother. Like, that's yeah. the origin of Big Brother, yeah. right? Is 1984? Is yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. yeah. Which, when I was in high school, was really confusing because there was this British TV show called Big Brother. Uh, yeah. And I think it's called that because <laughs> they're living in a watching. house and you're yeah. always watching. Always watching. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, and then Love is Our Resistance. Yeah, it's right with 1984. Mm-hmm. A very romantic um, element. The first song, Uprising, that was one of, I know also, one of their farthest reaching tracks, especially for us in America, um, that broke into the rock scene. Um, And I remember, this again was right when I was becoming a Muse fan, and it has a great bass line, this gritty bass line. Um, and they released just the first like 30 seconds of the song on YouTube. That was the primary, like there weren't very many streaming services at yeah, that point. Oh, yeah. So I remember just sitting at the computer, like listening to the first 30 <laughs> seconds again and again and again. Uh, it's that, funny that yeah. you mentioned that because that's just, like bands used to do that, like mm-hmm. with Daft Punk's um, latest album. What's it called again? Random Access Random Memories. Access Memories. I remember around 2012, 2011, they had like their own website and, and it played like 30 seconds of give me life back oh, to music. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this That's is amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, the teaser trailer yeah, for the, teaser trailer. it's fantastic. Only back in like middle school, you'd have to like click pause and like yeah, wait yeah. for it to load <laughs> fully before yeah. you could watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Good um, memories. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other content in this album. So fitting along with kind of that anti-slavishment, there's songs like, well, United States of Eurasia, which is this like very Queen influence. You can hear yes, very much Queen. There's this very much. Choir. And I think that's you part of the reason why I love Queen. Like yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and the yeah, it's like the call to that song is like, hey, let's stop arguing. Let's just 
unite and be a people all together, you know, yeah. <laughs> the Eurasian continent. <laughs> it's like, all right, good for you. Um, and then, yeah, just it, it, it flip-flops between these these political and then these romantic, because the next song is Guiding Light, which yeah. is this huge romance song mm-hmm. of just like, hey, like, you're my guiding light, yeah. you know? And then, yeah, Mumford, I think, also has a song called Guiding Light, but I think this one's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're um, right. <laughs> Then it goes into Unnatural Selection, which is this driving rock. You see more of like the garage rock elements um, uh, that Muse loves, and you s- and that's more like what albums like Drones yeah. are, you know, based in these heavy rock riffs. They're in dropped guitar tunings to really get this meaty sound um, and really technically amazing riffs. Um, and then uh, and then it goes into um, MK Ultra. Yeah, which, I wanted to talk to you about yeah. MK Ultra because this is one of those songs off the album that's hard for me to get into sometimes. Should I get into it? It's uh, it is abrasive. I remember, yeah, listening to the song in the car with my mom, and my mom was usually gracious enough to let me pick the music, um, which for sometimes I would pick some pretty abrasive stuff. So I'm very grateful to her for letting me do that. Um, and I remember every time it came to this song, um, I would like turn it down a little bit because it's it's really over the top. Um, but MK Ultra refers to, I think this was the code name, if I remember this correctly, of a CIA program. Okay. This is the same CIA program that actually is inspire, inspired and is shown in Stranger Things Season 1. Oh. If you're familiar with that, it's about mind control. It's pretty much the CIA figuring out, can we do actually things with telepathy and mind control? They injected all these people who weren't always willing oh, with crazy amounts of drugs and like LSD and stuff to get them into these hyper, you know, lucid states yeah. and then see what would happen. This song is about that. Um, <sighs> so, and it inspires the album art, I think in a lot of ways, the mm-hmm. universe is trapped inside a tear, I think is the, is one of the lines. And that's kind of the, the hexagonal, that's Cage something that I really the like the album about art. the album. Is just mm-hmm. the album art is mm-hmm. great. It's beautiful, and just like the the earth in the center, mm-hmm. and the and the usually like a staircase you'd think like to heaven or something, but it's to earth. Yeah, yeah. The one of the things I love about OK Ultra is the main riff that it starts with. You can't miss it right away. It sounds like a synth. But that actually is his guitar with a synth effect, which I always think is cool oh, as well. Just yeah. seeing their creativity with these synth sounds, excuse me, synth sounds, the <laughs> space rock element. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but yeah, then it just goes, it goes right back into then these like hard rock riffs and there's this like squealing sound in the background. Yeah. It's just, it, but it fits that kind of, I think that um, aural overload that you get, like that does fit the content matter yeah, of these yeah. people being overloaded with drugs. Uh, uh, so you know, sad. they might not have been trying to be that intentional with their parallels, but that is something that you can take away from it. Yeah, I think. Um, and and the song as a whole is is a banger, a banger. Yeah, I want to re-listen to that one because I haven't given it its time in the light that it deserves. And then what's the one after that? Then it's um, I Belong to You, okay. which you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that has some French in it, like this yeah. gorgeous love ballad. That's like kind of, I feel like, the Twilight-inspired era. So that's actually why we're doing this, is yeah. kind of pair it with our last Twilight episode that we have with Jordan Muse, heavily inspired um, the author of Twilight, Stephanie Myers, is her yeah. name, right? Um, and it's used in the movies. They've written some songs exclusively for Twilight. Yeah. Um, and this this one, I think, fits with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends with none other than we already talked about, but the Exogenesis symphonies, which are just absolute like masterpieces. Yeah. If, if there's one element of Muse I think I'm most like, this is the pinnacle uh-huh. of Muse songwriting, I would go to the Exogenesis symphonies. I, I think that's what really makes it, like, 
I understand if somebody says this is my favorite Muse album. I don't really know which one's my favorite, but this one was for a long time, mm-hmm. and the song "The Resistance" was my favorite for a long time. Like mm-hmm. it, it just sounds like you're in the, a little bit of a dystopia mm-hmm. at the beginning with like the drums, and then mm-hmm. you you're in this Very soundscape much. of of eeriness and like kind of alien sounding yeah, that's noises. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, and and, and so. When it gets the Exogenesis series, I don't know. It, yes, there's so many different parts and they change tones a lot, but it never feels jarring and mm-hmm. it always feels very like like it's always tugging at your heart and like adrenaline at mm-hmm. the same time. I don't know. I I I, I think those three. I, it's hard for me to listen to one and mm-hmm. not all three because mm-hmm. they just like bleed. Got to get the other. complete set. You got <laughs> it. Yeah. So I don't even know which one's my favorite out of mm-hmm. the three because it's just like usually I listen mm-hmm. to all three at once. Part three, Redemption, is just uh, such a fantastic end. Well, it's it's ironic. I think it's always because the main lyric is uh, "Let us start over again." Just let yeah. us start over again. And it's like yes, I will start over this album again because <laughs> it's so good. And, and again, like I think it's interesting you said, I don't know if this album is my favorite. I would agree with that in some ways. I think in general, they're absolutely yeah. The Resistance, wonderful. Uprising, of course, we mentioned that one yep. is iconic. Um, mm-hmm. Like Undisclosed Desires, great track. Oh, we haven't even talked about, even that, talk one. about that, that one. That one, I feel like, is the uh, electric feel to kids. Oh, <laughs> like like Undisclosed Desires for me is always like was my second go to mm-hmm. for the album. Uh, like if I was just going to listen to two songs, I'd usually listen to the resistance and then mm-hmm. undisclosed desires. Mm-hmm. And, and I would have the same thing with MGMT's first album. Like, yeah, you'd listen to kids, but electric feel is like arguably better than, uh-huh. but, but yeah. So, so I love that song because it, when I was a kid, it taught me what exercise means. <laughs> or sorry, when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah, and when it's not referring to physical activity. Yeah, exactly. Demonic. I will, I will get your demons yeah. to have a nice yeah. six pack. Yeah. And we got a hamster wheel for them. Exactly. <laughs> They'll be so fit. Yeah. They'll be buff. <laughs> buff demons. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and yeah, that's another like it's very Twilight esque. Oh, it's, totally. it's vibe. Totally. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, of course we're mentioning these songs that we love, these absolute bangers and yeah. great songs. But ultimately, as an album, I'm gonna go to I think some others for the most part. But because there is such power, and especially in the ending of the Exogenesis Symphonies, uh, mm-hmm. I think it, it just calls your attention back to it, and like it says, look at how beautiful this was, and go back and examine it. And that's the type of art that I think, and especially music that you and I are drawn to. Yeah. We've talked about that before. I know another album that we had, this was when you um, you dove into Passion Pit's Tremendous Sea of Love, oh, after yes. I had like, listened to a little bit of it, and so after, you know, we've been into Passion Pit for yeah. here and there, but that one I was like, ah, I don't, I'm not a, I don't get it. <laughs> and then I didn't even listen to the whole thing, then you listened to it, and it ends with the song For Sandra, oh. which now we're both like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Every time. And, but you're like, this is, like, because of this song, I listened to it, I listened to this song at the end, and it mm-hmm. made me want to go back and reevaluate evaluate it totally when the ending changes your outlook and makes you want to go back i think that's a sign of well completed artwork well shaped artwork yes and i think like you know your favorite director does that a lot of times with like the sixth sense or yeah the Mm -hmm. village Mm -hmm. and i won't mention more but um (laughs) you know and and i think 
I think movies, even without the like Shyamalan twist or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll be able to a lot of times. Uh, I don't want to say trope, but a, a re- refrain in the um, movie industry is to have parallel of some sort, opening shot, closing mm-hmm. shot, and then. In my brain, I don't know how this works for everybody else, but once I see like the closing shot that looks similar to the first shot, I'm like, whoa, what changed? Yeah. Like it's so different, but yet and yet we're so it causes me to reflect, like mm-hmm. you're saying, and mm-hmm. I think, I think that's, yeah, just a work of every good piece of art is you go back to it, and it's amazing to think about forgotten like recently i've started to say like okay that movie is very forgettable and then why is it forgettable Mm -hmm. and and why is something like uh liam neeson's unknown which you probably don't even know what i'm talking about nope yep exactly (laughs) because or like the one where he's in a plane like there was a bunch of liam neeson movies that were trying to be taken Mm -hmm. or at least harness his like 60s badass vibe and nobody remembers them because they're not as original and they don't have these uh, intentionality of of really putting the work in Mm -hmm. for it to be something to go back to Mm -hmm. and so I think we sometimes take advantage or sorry take for granted that something from 2008 is still just still worth yeah filling us going. yeah exactly (laughs) And, and so I just I just that's the kind of art that we love and appreciate and that's kind of the reason why we don't just like weekly review the latest movie that's mm-hmm. out. We're not reviewing Disney's Mulan, live action Mulan. <laughs> and right there's now. lots to say yeah, about that. <laughs> exactly. Um, even though we haven't seen even it. Even though we haven't seen it. We're not going to pay $30 to watch that movie. But there's a reason why we're not doing that. And, and I mean, not that that's a bad thing. My point, I guess, is like, yeah, I just am so happy that there are artists out there that make you reflect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite mm-hmm. invaluable. I think it's also fun to reflect on this one as a part of, we've mentioned Muse has a lot of discography and has a wide range. I think this album is a really important stepping stone um, where I think a lot of bands, you see a linear progression of like, yep, this sound changed a little bit and that led them to this sound. Mm -hmm. The sound led to that sound. Muse, it's all tied together, but I think it's a little more sporadic in their jumps. I agree with that. So, for example, Resistance, we've talked about how it has these guitar riffs, but also it has like these synth effects. Yeah. And you see this electronic effect, and like songs like Undisclosed Desires mm-hmm. are like that. Uh, it has like slap bass, which is so <laughs> weird for Muse to do. Um, but then you you see these elements like it jumps to you, there was Second Law, and then we've talked about drones. Drones, they intentionally went back to just this like garage rock riff heavy sound. And you see that in Resistance. Um, yep. And then, the, but the next album after Drones was Simulation Theory, yeah. which is the most over-the-top piece yep. of explosiveness that Muse has come up with. Very synth-heavy, insane. It's over, I mean, well, the whole thing is it's like oh, simulation, like '80s nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, if I was gonna choose an object. For simulation theory, it'd be like a laser pointer, and then for <laughs> drones, it'd be like a dirty rock. Yeah. So, so I totally get what you mean, mm-hmm. and that's why I think I would recommend this one if mm. people are gonna listen to like one album by Muse. This would be a good yeah, one because you get both yeah. sides, and it's not jarring. Mm-hmm. It's not weird. Mm-hmm. It's they fuse it well. It's co- it's so cohesive yeah. in its in its overall form. And yeah, I I that's really I would agree with that. If <laughs> if, if you're to listen to one Muse album, this is a great one to great. do. You're gonna get a lot of different pieces of their content matter and their sound exactly. both in this album. The lyrics and the yeah. music. 
really nice bow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very so good. That's bow. what we think about Resistance. Yes. You know, that holds a special place in our heart. Good on Muse. We wish the, the best for them. Mm-hmm. We wish them well. Um, thanks for listening. We hope you listen to some Muse. We hope you um, watch some Twilight if you like the energy of Muse. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't listened to that episode, another plug for that, we had our friend Jordan on and so much fun to talk about Twilight with Jordan. Amazing. Um, so we'd recommend that. I have heard from some of our fans that it is their favorite episode. So One of our fans, Levi, said that he watched a movie that... He originally wasn't going to watch because of that episode. Wow, that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Hey, we're transforming people. That's, that's what it's all about, man. We're not making any money, but... Yeah, watch the stuff you want to watch. Don't care about what people think. That's pretty much the message of Twilight. That's it. Yep. That's it. Well, thanks for again, listening. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Follow, Spotify. review. We love it. Yeah. Um, I challenge you to review us and. Uh, <laughs> I challenge you <laughs> if you've got the guts. <laughs> to, <laughs> as, oh, no, what are you gonna say? I challenge you to look outside the window and check if there's a cool squirrel. Chunky squirrel. Chunky squirrel. <laughs> Uh, if you want to compete with my mom you can text me specific feedback um, and let me know what you liked (laughs) oh my god (laughs) thanks mom (laughs) alright folks that's all for today yeah stay safe be healthy goodbye bye